Hello! Today, I am going to talk about employing coping mechanisms to keep us sane in an ever-maddening world. The mechanisms I'm about to list are a conglomeration of things that I personally incorporate into my life, things that my friends suggested, and things that I found in the book Coping Skills by Dr. Faith G. Harper. Uh, Dr. Faith G. Harper, she's written many incredible books, many of which I own and have read, and they're amazing. Uh, and I'd recommend checking them out. Um, she runs uh, Microcosm Publishing, which has a lot of uh, therapy and uh, mental health relevant books. Uh, she's also a uh, counselor as well. Uh, just really good stuff, really good stuff. But uh, before delving further into detail... Uh, Dr. Harper defines coping skills as a conscious effort to utilize resources to manage or mitigate stressors. The stressors can either be internal or external. She further states in her book, Coping Skills, that it's of absolute importance to endlessly practice our coping skills because under duress, we do not rise to our expectations, but we fall to our level of training. This is why it is absolutely imperative to integrate a vast array of coping skills into our lives and practice them on a daily basis. Now, here are a few mechanisms that I extracted from the book that I found to uh, be particularly valuable in application in my own life. The first one is square breathing. Uh, pretty self-explanatory, you inhale for four, you hold for four, you exhale for four, you hold for four, and you do it again, and you repeat as many times as necessary. You could do this one time, you could do this four times in uh, true square fashion, you can do it fucking however many times you want. The cool part about that is the square breathing police aren't going to come and arrest you for doing it wrong. Uh, but what it does is it regulates our heartbeat and brings stability to our physiology when we are under extreme distress. Uh, another one is self-compassion. Now, a lot of us probably know what this is, but a lot of us probably also don't practice it. And if you're in my circle and you're the people that I'm close to, you're probably not a narcissist, you probably don't fucking think the world sun fucking sun rises and sets on your fucking asshole, uh, you probably have a deflated sense of yourself, uh, so you probably need to hear this, just like I needed to hear this, look at this, just looking on my floor, it's like a piece of cat cable or something, I don't know how it got into this room, uh, so, self-compassion, uh, she states, I'm just going to read it directly from the book. If you are continually judging and criticizing yourself while trying to be kind to others, you're drawing artificial boundaries and distinctions that only lead to feelings of separation and isolation. Instead, treat yourself like you would treat your best friend. What if they had fucked up hardcore? You would be compassionate, wouldn't you? You wouldn't let them off the hook, but you wouldn't help them... T but, fucking Jesus Christ, I can't fucking read out loud. You wouldn't let them off the hook, but you would help them take responsibility, try to fix the mess they made, and remind them that they are a human being after all. And human beings fail. Another one she discusses is paradoxical intent, which is something that uh, I've never encountered that I 
found to be very helpful um, that I, I I just finished this book like the other night and I'm kind of synthesizing all the points I took from it. So um, I'm going to start practicing these soon. Uh, but paradoxical intent, the idea behind it is what you resist persists. And if you intentionally invoke what is causing you so much anxiety, it loses its power. She said, I like to set a time limit, which helps you know there is something to pull you back from the anxiety pit you're entering. Five minutes to do nothing but think of the thing causing anxiety. Nothing else. Just be anxious. Approach what you're feeling with acceptance and curiosity and neutrality. It's just what you feel, right? It's not good or bad. And those emotions may be relaying some important information to you if you open yourself up to really listening to yourself. Um, before I proceed, because I'm going to rattle a bunch of shit off real quick, uh, I'm going to take a sip of this LaCroix, which uh, I never got into until uh, I went to Aldi and I bought the coconut flavor and I also bought like a stevia flavored squirt thing and it's uh, it's pretty dope and uh, it's kind of changed my view on LaCroix. Before I used to think it was just like getting a fucking hand job on a limp dick. Have any of you gotten a limp dick hand job? I'm sure at least half of you haven't. Um, I haven't, because I'm not a fucking psychopath, but I would imagine that would be the most accurate analogy to drinking a LaCroix, except for the coconut one with stevia in it. So yeah, um, don't, don't do that shit, that's weird. Do a regular hand job or have sex, that would be water. Water, I don't know, I'm not good at making analogies, so I'm just gonna drink this bullshit. All right, glad you got to hear me do that. All right, so one cool thing about this book is there's a segment that just lists off a bunch of fucking things, just rapid fire. So I'm going to do that. <clears throat> I'm just going to read directly from this book because I think it's useful and it's uh, better articulated than I could do myself. All right, so here we go. Chew on something. Gum. Beef jerky. Pop rocks. Something you can focus your attention on. Find something to keep your hands busy. Stuff like Play-Doh or Silly Putty. Uh, things that are less distracting than fidget spinners, slinkies, fidget cubes, etc. Uh, when you find yourself thinking in negative terms of I can'ts, such as I can't deal with large crowds or I can't run a 10K, add the words, add the word, one word, yeah, to the end of the thought. That opens you up to the possibility of working toward being able to do it later rather than getting stuck in a cycle of negativity. Fucking cry. Just do it. Cry. Sad tears releases chemicals that other tears do not. So just fucking do it. You'll feel a whole lot better. <clears throat> I know I do. Create a list of five things that you're grateful for. Either mentally or actually write it down. Uh, take off your shoes and socks and connect to the ground beneath you. It's called earthing. Look at cat videos online. Identify whatever muscles are tense in your body and intentionally relax them one by one. Get under something heavy. Weighted blankets are great, but whatever blankets you have will also do. 
pile them on, or just crawl between the mattress and the box, box springs of your bed if that won't induce any claustrophobic feelings. Sit in the sun. Vitamin D helps depression symptoms and reduces systemic inf inflammation of the body. Take a picture of a living thing that you love. Your boo, your kiddo, human or fur baby, your bestie, a gorgeous flower, your own damn rock star survival self. Take pictures of all of them. Remind yourself that there is love and beauty living out in the world. Create a tiny treats budget and hit the thrift or dollar store. And this is her still talking and not me. When I was raising my daughter on an 18000 a year um, salary uh, and living off of my WIC groceries, one of my favorite treat activities was to buy a dollar bottle of nail polish and give myself a pedicure at home. Create a tiny fun budget for yourself, something in the dollar to five dollar range. Hit the dollar store or resale shop and treat yourself to something that's purely for fun. A bubble bath, a cheesy book, a new mug for your sweet and spicy tea. Write a letter to someone you love or appreciate. Tell them what makes them so special to you. You can send it or don't send it, but sending it might be a great boost that they need. Take one toxic or suspicious thing out of your life for 21 days. A food, a substance, a shitty human being. How do you feel? Any better? What happens when you allow it? to come back three weeks later. Does your body say no? Drink some motherfucking water. Drink a lot of water. Water is as vital to the brain as it is to the body. It improves our memory and our concentration. Reflect on something you do hella well. How'd you get so good at it? How might those skills translate to this situation? Send someone a text or email thanking them, thanking them or telling them how much you appreciate them. Um, deepening our connection with people. Sorry, when I underlined it, I underlined it a little bit. It crossed out the word on accident because I'm horrible at underlining. Uh, send someone a text or email thanking them or telling them how much you appreciate them. Deepening our connection with people has a stronger positive correlation to our health and smoking has negative to cancer. Take a tech break. And can I just say, initially type this as break, B-R-A-K-E, which is equally appropriate. Set up a schedule for checking your messages and social media rather than being on the obsessive constant tech check. Some people have gone so far as to gray out their phone screens without the bright colors to entice us. We are far more likely to fall back into the rabbit hole of mindless scrolling. Do something slowly, like slow way down and be mindful. Or pick a task that requires time and mindful attention. Plan a dream trip. Is it a vacation or a learning experience? Where will you go? What will you do? Most importantly, what amazing foods will you try? Plan it all out in detail. You've now got an amazing goal to work toward. Take a break from your comfort zone. Take a different route, even if just to your mailbox. Chew your food on the other side of your mouth. Pay attention to how these things affect you. It gives you something new to focus on. Make a list of things you look forward to. If the list seems small, create things to look forward to, like a cupcake date with yourself at the end of the week. Anticipation produces dopamine before you even get the reward. Are you really furious about something? Try the 60-minute anger package from Julia Samuels' book, Grief Works. Do 10 minutes of journaling, 20 minutes of running or some other cardio exercise, 10 minutes of meditating, and 20 minutes of watching or reading something funny. 
Make one small but healthy change for 21 days and see how you feel after. Not a huge diet shift, but maybe switch out dairy milk with some almond milk. Maybe do five minutes of stretching in the morning before going to work. Maybe switching to half-calf instead of a fully caffeinated coffee. Something like that can have a huge impact without a ton of extra stress and planning. Alright, so I'm going to get into some some suggestions. Some suggestions from my friends. Here's one thing I do. whenever I don't talk a lot in a row, alright? Like, I usually listen. I usually do nothing. But I don't say a lot of words in a row. Hardly ever, unless I'm doing this. And I get tongue-tied, and my fucking throat gets dried out. So I'll say words wrong that I never say wrong, or I'll stumble over shit. Uh, so, <clears throat> strap in, because I'm going to be reading a lot. Uh, my friends have some uh, really great advice. Uh, my first friend Shannon, uh, previously mentioned in another episode, go to her YouTube channel, Emo Vegan. Um, I, I promise uh, you'll be grateful for it. Uh, she said, having a very detailed planner that makes me feel productive and on top of things. It sometimes helps me view things as goals rather than obligations. Listen to podcasts to and from work and listen to music while getting ready in the morning. Make sure I get some form of fresh air at some point throughout the day. Don't make plans on Friday nights very often. Keep it for yourself. Uh, My friend Dawn, she said, Brain candy movies, swinging on my porch swing, music, social media, mostly Pinterest, painting, reading, but this is only when I have the energy to do that, which isn't often. Chris, shout out to Chris if you're listening. Uh, I started a nightly yoga routine that's honestly changed everything. I also put my phone away when I do yoga and don't touch it again until I wake up. No strolling socials, no news, no content to upset me before bed. Uh, My friend Danny Scooter, Paparella. Uh, Something I do to cope with the entirety of life is thinking deeper and simpler about what we are. We are animals. Our brains are wired to eat food and chill in the sun. Why did we make Burger King? If you're looking for action, I would say carving out part of your day for something that interests you. Not just TV or relaxing, which is great, but something stimulating and close to you. For me, that's reading with incense, a beer, and atmospheric music. Side note, I'm actually looking to get some incense. If you have any suggestions, I know nothing about it, but all my friends who have it, um, I really like it when I go over there. It's really cool, it's really soothing, and it really sets up a great atmosphere. Uh, so yeah, hit me with your incense suggestions because I'd like to get into that. Sorry, LaCroix break. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, this coconut LaCroix, it's dope. I've had like seven or eight different LaCroix. This is the best one. Put some little fucking stevia flavoring in it. Makes it taste less like a bad hand job. Uh, my friend Tiffany, shout out to Tiffany, who always listens to this. She said, playing Dungeons and Dragons, listening to murder podcasts, listening to this podcast, aw, and actively attending therapy sessions. Also, cats. And as a personal note, holy fucking shit. It's so dope and surreal that someone actually fucking listens to this. So, many gracias, Tiffany. I appreciate you, and I appreciate your friend, your friendship endlessly, and fucking thank you so much. i blown away. Ah, uh, Dakota. Lots of sketching, just for myself. Nothing I've had to worry about posting on my art Insta and Twitter or anything, just stuff to get lost in. It was always my coping thing in school, and it never really lost its way with me. My friend Myra. Sleeping, smoking, eating food, listening... 
learning new hobbies that use my hands, yoga, I rescued a disabled cat, mindfulness and breath work, taking more psych meds, drinking tea, going from owning eight plants to 50 plus plants. Uh, Megan, uh, she talks about her healthy habits and her unhealthy habits, which honestly I think both have their place. Um, not every habit is just fucking eating well and going to the gym and shit, you know, whatever fucking gets you tomorrow, man, like whatever it is, tap into that, lean into that. Cause we're going to need everything we can. So from the healthy side, I make coffee, wake my daughter up, start online school, make lunch for her, take a vape break outside, finish class from the unhealthy side. My daughter will get picked up around 5 PM. I finally shower, smoke an actual cigarette, go into work, bartending, let several regulars buy me shots, eat my first meal of the day at 12.30 a.m., get home, do contracting web design work, play video games, and smoke until 2 to 3 a.m., wake up at 7.30 a.m. and repeat. Fuck. I, fuck, props to my friends who have fucking kids. Um, unreal. Like, I have two cats and they're easy as shit. I just feed them and make sure their litter is changed. So fucking, if you have kids, props to you. Cause <clears throat> I can't imagine what that must be like. That is incredible. Uh, Joe Billy, yoga, meditation, exercise, eating the healthiest I can and getting outside are for sure my top ones. Uh, which Joe Billy is definitely a person that I just always refer to by first and last name. It's just a package deal that way. Also, check out the episode where we talk in greater detail about all of this for almost two hours. Um, it's two episodes before this. Uh, the episode is called Wellness and Shit with Joe Billy, and uh, one of the best conversations I've ever fucking had in my life. Uh, my friend Scott, he said, Some night... Go out and lay under the stars, preferably away from the city. Keep in mind that the next closest solar system is 4.3 light years away. That shit could have blown up four years ago and we still wouldn't know because it takes that long for the image to reach us. Pretty crazy looking up and realizing what you're seeing could have long before been gone before we were ever born. Really puts into perspective our existence. This has gotten me through some pretty rough times. Fuck, I'm gonna do that, man. Hell yeah. I mean, like, I'm taking all these to heart, but holy fucking shit, man. That's some next-level fucking stuff, yo. Um, my friend Ashley. Even when life is chaotic, I seek routine things, such as time frames in which to work from, 10 to 20 minutes on my music or creative outlet a day, does wonders, spending time with each of my kids, and uh, cleaning fills most of the day. That and now I'm back in school and I have a ton of reading to do. Keeping my mind busy is half the work. Uh, being that I've struggled with these issues most of my life, I have to say that it is interesting to see everyone who has not had issues like I have to finally be feeling some of it. It is sad, of course, but also fascinating to see people that had once been judgmental toward things like OCD tendencies and panic attacks to feel those things in light of the outbreak. Um, there were a bunch of, uh, other really constructive and awesome things my friend said, um, I'm trying to keep this uh, reasonably short, uh, but also packed with good shit. So there are things that I missed, and I apologize, and I value you, and I'm grateful for you. Uh, here's some things that I do. LaCroix break. Oh, fuck. Am I going to be a LaCroix drinker? God damn it. Bullshit. All right. I'm not branding myself as a LaCroix drinker. I'm just a person who drinks LaCroix one time here's what i do 
I discover new films, bands, albums, and podcasts. I like sharing my favorite things with my friends and my family, spending time with my cats, watching stupid brain candy comedy movies, watching extremely dark films because it reminds me that people with grief and depression far more profound than my own can still create masterpieces and not be debilitated by their, uh, by their mental illness. It also makes me feel a sense of connectedness when I'm experiencing the darker side of life. Uh, one thing I heard in a podcast recently is putting action before mood or action before thought. Specifically, I'm trying to employ this while I'm creating something. So what that is, is like, oh, I'm too sad to, you know, get up and read, or I'm too sad to write, or I'm too sad to, like, make that smoothie, or I don't have enough energy. Uh, the reverse to that, the antidote to that is like, hey... Like, reading will make you feel better. Writing will make you feel better. Making that smoothie with a bunch of fucking vegetables will make you feel better. Put the action before the mood. Put the action before the thought. And then your mood will follow. Another thing I do, and I did it before I created this podcast. I'm like, oh, like, what What if it sucks? What if nobody likes it? Blah, blah, blah. And I thought about it so much that I just put so many Goliath obstacles in the way of the thing I wanted to do, that one day, it's just like, hey man, just fucking do it. And if it sucks ass, then it sucks ass, but at least you did it. And that's valuable to me, and it's still something I struggle with. Like, I took a nap right before I did this. This is like 5.45 on a Wednesday night. I took a nap before I did this, and I just like, oh, 15 more minutes, 15 more minutes. And it's like, just get the fuck up and record the podcast, man. So, like, I'm still working on it. It's not a perfect system, but at least if I'm hitting three out of ten times, it's more than zero out of ten times. And I think that is what progress is all about. So if your thoughts or your mood is inhibiting you from something, uh, try your best to just, you know, stand up, do the thing, see if the mood follows and if it doesn't, then whatever. And there's still days where I don't get out of bed. Like, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying, like, try to do it more. And, you know, every win's a win. And if you win 10 out of 100 times, it's better than 0 out of 100 times. Uh, another thing I like to do is walk down to the exchange and buy movies and talk to some of the workers there that I have uh, stricken up a friendship with. Um, I take Kratom for depression and anxiety, which if anyone wants some, I went a little overboard when I first got into it over a year and a half ago. I have a bunch. Let me know. Fucking hook you up. Uh, cause it's helped me more than I could ever fucking describe. Uh, and it's actually gaining some traction. A lot of places that sell CBD are now selling, uh, Kratom. Uh, so yeah, if you're interested, let me know. Um, I can tell you all about it. I can link you to resources etc etc I like to drink wine uh, lately uh, I have been enjoying darker reds that have been like bourbon barrel age which I don't fucking like bourbon or barrels for that matter but I like wine that's been in barrels of bourbon uh, my mom and I try new wines together my mom and I have dinner and movie and wine night uh, last night we watched I'm Thinking of Ending Things which is uh, Charlie Kaufman's new flick if you haven't fucking seen it watch it it's it'll fucking wreck you it's incredible <laughs> wow i could be a salesman hey watch this thing it'll wreck you but no like that's one of my favorite things we do that at least once a week we have dinner movie and wine night where she makes an amazing like eight course meal and we drink wine and we watch a movie and it's just amazing it's fucking great 
And uh, if you have any version of that in your life that you can lean into, fucking do it. Uh, you will be fucking grateful for it. Uh, reading, I love reading. Um, singing out of tune to my favorite songs in the car. Driving to and from work. Uh, my friend Gashley's Ghost commented on my status earlier and he said like he loves to sing out of tune to System Up and Down. I do that to every band that I can find. Because uh, I'm not a great singer, that's why I play punk. And I don't say that to be self-deprecating. Like, who, who's one of the most universally loved punk bands? It's fucking Rancid. Do you think people love Rancid because Tim Armstrong is a great singer? Fuck Tim Armstrong. No, don't fuck Tim Armstrong. I play his guitar. I have a lot of reverence for Tim Armstrong. But he's a garbage-ass singer. Like, you don't have to be good to be punk. You just have to have your own attitude, and you have to say fuck him and do what you want. Uh, so anyway, <clears throat> yeah, play punk music. It's dope, and it'll change your life. I like to watch stand-up comedy. I like to play my Nintendo Switch. Having fun is never a waste of time. Uh, I like to leave my phone in the other room for extended periods of time. It allows me to be more mindful. Because if I have my phone in my pocket or even, like, on the other side of the bed or the futon or whatever, like, I'll check it, like, every six seconds. But if it's, like, in another room and I'm like, what do you mean I have to get up and walk to it to check it? Like, I'll go hours without looking at it and it's really nice. Uh, another big one is sleep. Uh, sometimes the day sucks, and sleeping is the quickest way to get out of this day and into the next day. And, you know, whatever it takes to keep you pushing. Uh, so in conclusion, I've listed a bunch of things. Uh, I hope you find a couple nuggets in here that you enjoy. Um, there's no shame in indulging whatever gets you from today to tomorrow. A lot of coping mechanisms are designed to get you through what you're experiencing right now. There are obviously some skills and mechanisms and uh, just general coping things that uh, are more designed to promote long-term wellness. But at the end of the day, sometimes we just need to fucking survive. The bottom line is this. You are a motherfucking survivor, and you are an absolute badass. And the fact that you have persevered in a world that is hellbent on running you into the grave is such an indescribable motherfucking accomplishment, and you should absolutely be proud of yourself. I sure know that I'm proud of you. Fucking thank you all so much for being part of this journey for me. Fucking love all of you. You're incredible. Thank you so much. Uh, I am forever grateful for you. Stay safe. Stay sane. Be kind. Wear a mask. And I'll do another one of these next week, hopefully. All right. Bye.